the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're so glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministry is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God designed you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Ephesians 2, 7 and 8 says, He did this, that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace, his unmerited favor, in his kindness and goodness of heart toward us in Christ Jesus. For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourself, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. And Romans 5.15 says, But God's free gift is not at all to be compared to the trespass. His grace is out of all proportion to the fall of man. For if many died through one man's falling away, his lapse, his offense, much more profusely did God's grace and the free gift that comes through the undeserved favor of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound and overflow to and for the benefit of the many. The riches and abundance of His grace can not be compared to our need. Well, you say, Todd, I, I think I got that. What does that mean to me? Well, we may have it intellectually, but do we have it emotionally? How is it that we're so easily overwhelmed by the world, even by ourselves? You see, we look at our lives and we look at the, the needs as we define them, and we say, you know what? How in the world is God going to be able to work that out? And, you know, am I worthy? Did God appropriate the amount of grace that I'm going to need to be able to get through life? Well, here's the thing, guys. It's not about quantity. It's about a person. It's about Jesus Christ and all that he represents and all that he is. He gave to you. He completed you in his life so that everything, every need, every need of your life is met in him. Now, that's the truth. But we appropriate that by faith. We don't appropriate it by sight. So when we see the things in our lives that are threatening to overwhelm us and starting to swamp our, our, our hope and, and bring us down into despair, what are we looking at? Are we looking at the capacity of our flesh to meet the need? Are we looking at the probability of somebody else meeting the need? Are we looking, about, are we looking at, at the hope that this, this government, this nation might come around and meet the need? I'm telling you, 
that every need you have was met in Him by the riches of Jesus Christ. And as Paul looked at his life, and he looked at where he was at before, when man was supplying everything that he had, where his righteousness was at the forefront, he said it was worthless. It didn't mean anything. I was insecure. I didn't have enough. But now I have it all in Christ. It was worthless. He provided it all through his riches. God's grace was greater than the sin of humanity. Now listen to this. God's grace was greater than the sin of humanity. Therefore, it is greater than the sins of humanity. Do you understand that? There's a difference. Sin is who you were. Sin was your very nature. Sins were the fruit of who you were. You were identified as sinners. You were lost. You were condemned. You had no hope and no God. So sin, S-I-N, in the singular, defined the human race apart from God. And God sent His Son... And he solved the S-I-N problem. The sin problem. He died for your S-I-N. Sin. He took it all to the grave. And he resurrected your life in newness of life. And now you have problem with sins. S-I-N-S. What are sins? That is you going back and acting like you don't have a God. That is you behaving like Jesus isn't alive in you. And when you do that, you're not a sinner saved by grace. You are a saint behaving like a sinner. Do you understand that? It makes all the difference in the world when you look at, your, and look at it from the proper perspective. Because if I believe I'm a sinner saved by grace, then I'm just a no-hoper. I'm constantly trying to create some spirituality in my life. It's all up to me. I've got to create it. I've got to read enough. I've got to study enough. I've got to pray enough. I've got to witness enough. I've got to do all that enough to create some sense of righteousness of my own. And how many of you have carried your own righteousness? You know what the biggest problem with carrying your own righteousness is? You can't hold on to it. And somebody's going to knock it out of your hand. And when you lose it, what happens? Oh, the begging and pleading for forgiveness, the constant groveling before God. Oh, God, please, God, I'm so sorry. God, I didn't mean God, please forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. You know what God's position on all that is? Son, I already forgave you. I died for your sin. Let's call sins what they are. Let's stand up and call it what it is. You had a problem with self-righteousness, and you know what? Sins just proved to you you aren't righteous apart from me. Now clothe yourself in my righteousness. Get up off your knee, and let's go on with life. I didn't intend for you to spend your whole time on earth groveling. What good are you when you're sitting there crying and pleading and carrying on and there's not anybody getting a witness of truth? All they see you doing is mourning over your loss of righteousness. The truth is, He has clothed us in His righteousness. And that's what we stand in. And that's what we testify on. That is part of the richness of His, of his abundance and His life.
It's so far beyond what we what we need, so far beyond what anything that he that that we could possibly ask for that we can't even begin to think or conceive the truth of uh, the whole truth of what this riches represents. But you know, it's tantamount to like your son coming up and asking you for a bicycle and you handing him a million dollars. It's so far beyond that. And here's the truth of it. We needed salvation, didn't we? Every one of us needed salvation badly. We needed to be saved from our SIN. We needed that, that God would come and deliver us and forgive us of our sins. We needed that, didn't we? Well, here's where the abundance comes in. He didn't just deliver you from your sins. He put you in His life. He gave you a whole new body in Him. I'm not talking about this stuff. This stuff wears out, obviously. But I'm talking about you being in the body of Christ. I'm talking about you being in union with Him. And you know what He did? Here's the interesting thing. He is so intent on having relationship with you that He literally inhabits you. He goes where you go. Do you recognize that? He goes where you go. He is part of you. You can't separate yourself from Him. He's part of your life. Through the finished work of Christ, this is the abundance. We are now partakers of the riches of Christ. Man receiving the abundance of God Himself. The Holy Spirit through Paul calls them riches. Think about that. God is calling them riches. Now how rich does it have to be for God to call it rich? We're talking about God here, folks. We're not talking Donald Trump. We're talking God. And he's calling it rich. He's calling it excessive. He's calling it over the top. And what's he speaking about? He's not speaking about the splendor of his throne. He's speaking about what he has given you in his son. So far beyond anything that you could possibly imagine. Christian, we should never be without hope. But we are never without God. And we're never without Christ's presence within us and without us. And there is nothing that can touch us apart from Him. And this life is just a brief prevail. But in that brief prevail, we will know Him. And that's our reward. Knowing Him is so much greater than anything this world may offer you. Over in Ephesians chapter 1, Paul talks about the riches of his wisdom. And he says in chapter 1 verse 17, he says, For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and secrets, in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. And this again is the revelation of the Spirit of God speaking to the mind of man. But what is the point in that? When he talks about the riches of his wisdom and revelation, what he is saying is that I'm going to expose man to me. I'm going to expose man to me. That's what revelation is. There's no revelation on this earth apart from God. And it takes a God to bring God out in circumstance, to bring God out in in this temporal life. But he says, I am going to expose man to me. That is the riches 
that that is my gift. That is my commitment to love on Him. Romans 11.33 says, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unfathomable, inscrutable, unsearchable are His judgments, His decisions. How untraceable, mysterious, undiscoverable are His ways, His methods, His path. You see, this is an incomprehensible wisdom that cannot be contained in, in the minds of men as, as Paul describes it. It is the very life of God himself speaking his heart to the center of your being. That's the truth of it. And do you think that happens just once in a great while? Do you think it only happens at church? Do you think it only happens when your favorite preacher's on the radio or when you are in your prayer closet? Let me tell you something about the love of God. If you don't know it yet, it is so much more intimate than anything you've ever experienced. It's more intimate than your marriage relationship if you're married. He is so in tune with you. He is so in union with you and a part of your life that you, can't, you can barely discern when the Spirit of God speaks to your mind. You often think you had a bright idea. You think it was you that came up with all those good things, didn't you? You know that point where it says we're going to cast the crowns at Jesus' feet? It's where we're going to have the revelation that it was God all along. That's it. It was God all along. We didn't create all of this. And you know what? I'm so glad of that because I would really feel badly if it was dependent upon my intellect, my reason, and my discernment to get crowns together for Jesus. He's doing it all for you. But the neat thing is, is he's not doing it because he needs crowns. God doesn't need crowns. He's doing it so you have something to give. You remember when I remember when my kids were really little, before we'd go to church, we'd give them a little, we'd give them a quarter or a dime or a penny or something like that. And you think we did that because we thought the church was really dying and needed that twenty-five cents? You think that's why we did it? Listen, the reason we did that is so the children could participate in our relationship with the church. Because we love them so. We wanted them to enjoy what we enjoy about the church. But listen, when God comes into your life and when you walk out of that union, everything that you participate in, you participate in out of His love. Not out of His judgment. Out of His love. You see that? That doesn't mean we always see it. I, I can't, I, I'd have a hard time seeing God's love in a cold, but you know what? It's there. It's there. He's loving on me. And you know, if it doesn't do anything else, it reminds me that this earth suit I'm wearing is not invulnerable. That one day I'm going to have to lay it aside. And really, isn't that the truth of sickness? It brings us all to the place we're willing to take the suit off and hang it in the closet and go on. Doesn't it? God's working through all of this stuff. Every bit of it. And we can't see it all because it's unfathomable, it's inscrutable, it's unsearchable. Can you see why Paul is having difficulty describing the riches of Christ? And he uses such big unending words. He uses unending to start with. We will never come to the end of his grace or his love or his mercy. It's unending. 
fathomless, which is a nautical term used to measure the depth of the ocean. He says it's fathomless. What he's saying is there's no bottom to it, folks. There's no end to the grace. There's no end to the love. There's no end to the mercy. There's no end to His his desire for you. There's no end to His passion for you. None of those things ever end. They are, they are as big as God Himself. They're as big as God Himself. God would literally have to deny Himself to bring forth any less. Incalculable. There's no numeric value large enough to contain the wealth His grace and love is towards you. It's exhaustless. I love that. Exhaustless. How many times has the enemy convinced you that you've exhausted the grace of God? Well, I'll be honest. It's happened a lot to me. I, you know, I find myself crawling in a hole, and I, you know, I, particularly if it's something I messed up on before, I find myself crawling in a hole, and I say, you know what? I think I've just blown it for the last time. This is it. how in the world, you know, the angels must shake their head. God, God's got to almost chuckle. Son, you got no idea. It's like a billionaire son coming in and saying, Dad, I lost that dollar bill you gave me. I feel so badly about it. Will you ever forgive me? I can't find that dollar bill. Listen, guys. It's unsearchable. It's incalculable. It's fathomless. It's unending. And you will never, ever, ever exhaust the grace of God. You know what? God looked out into eternity before time began, before He put time into motion, and He saw you. And He said, you know what? That's my child. And I will give all that I am and all that I have that he or she may know that I love them. And I will create the universe and the stars and the heavens and all that will behold my glory so that I can work in them a desire to know me. I love them so much. And you know what? They're going to mess up. Especially that Todd kid. It's going to be unbelievable how badly. They're going to trip all over themselves. But you know I love that kid. For every scratch or bruise he puts on his, every scar he puts on him, I'm going to love on him. I'm going to put so much grace upon him. I'm going to lift him up. I am going to take my strength, the strength of Almighty God, and lift that frail child up into myself and embrace him in all my fullness and speak healing to every wound in his body and restore him completely in love, in grace, in mercy so that he may know that there is no limit to my love for him. That's what he said about every one of you. Unsearchable. Unfathomable. His grace was bound, is boundless. Exhaustless. What Paul is describing is a wealth big enough for God. Could it be compared to the need of man? The truth is, man can't even quantify the depth of his need. Do you know that our need is always bigger than you can comprehend? It's interesting to me. I come to the Lord and I think my need is one thing and He always points, points me to another direction. I have a much bigger need than what I think always. You know what my bigger need is? To know Him. 
how unsearchable, how fathomless, how big is that? I come to him and say, Lord, I need healing. He says, my grace is greater than your weakness. You just need to know me. You just need to know me. What are you suffering with tonight? What are you tied up with? What's holding your future? What's holding the balance of your life? What is restricting you from being free and embracing life and the fullness that God is offering you? I can assure you that there's only one answer. And that is Jesus and just to know Him. And you don't have to study to do that. He just reveals himself. Like Joseph, when he revealed himself to his brothers after they had been so mean to him and, and he had disguised himself from, him, from them. And he was in authority and they thought he was going to put them to death. And they knew for sure that this Pharaoh that they didn't recognize was going to have them all killed. And he says, come here. And in fear and trembling, they approached him, and he showed them that he was their brother. He showed them that there was a depth of love and relationship that they had not even thought of, that his grace was sufficient. That's what he wants to do with you. Romans 8.27, he says, And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints, according to and in harmony with God's will. He knows. He knows. There's an intimacy that takes place that he knows. He knows your need. You don't even know your need. He knows your need. And he's already interceding on your behalf. And listen, when you get before the Lord, you just need to get on your knees and you say, Father, this thing has got me blinded to where I can't see this, see the truth. I I am overwhelmed. I am swamped. And you know what? God will say, put your focus upon me. Look upon me, not upon the problem. And while you do, you'll begin to sense in your spirit the Spirit of God interceding for you on your behalf. You will begin to sense in your spirit that the truth of your need is being communicated without ever speaking a word. Now you know that has happened. That's where that verse comes in the song, And the things of this earth grow strangely dim in the light. His glory. That's the truth. That even now, as you sit there, you have needs you have no idea about. You have needs. And the Spirit of God, who's in, who is in union with your spirit, is before the throne saying, This is your beloved child. This is your beloved child who is, who is hurting here. Who needs to know you here, Father? Who needs to know you in this area of their life? Who needs to understand you in this area of their life? Who has great needs? You are faithful and you are always willing to reveal yourself to her or to him. Come forward. Know this. You don't, you don't lose the answer to prayer because you didn't articulate it well. And you don't lose the ear of God because you can't speak eloquently or in King James. God is in tune with you. 
and has already started the prayer, what you need to do is get on your knees and join in. Just join in. I'm glad it's not up to us to articulate our own need. It says in Philippians 4.19, And my God will liberally supply, fill to the full your every need according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Not according to your need. Did you see that? But according to His riches. It says, My God will supply all my need according to His riches. Not according to your need. It goes so far beyond your need. He's not going to supply it in accordance to what you think you need. He's not going to supply it in accordance to what the world may think you need. He's going to supply it in accordance to Himself. Do you see how big that is? Listen, if you're sitting there thinking, I've got a need, I've got this need, I've got that need, I've got all of these things weighing on me, I'm going to tell you right now that He has met every need in Christ Jesus, and all He wants from you is to yield unto Him. Thank you for joining us today for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation, rest in His life moment by moment, and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. To get to know us better, visit us on the web at hislifefellowship.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If this message has blessed you, you can help support this program with your gift to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 781-529, San Antonio, Texas, 78278. And now, before we go, our prayer for you this coming week is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you and that you would remember that wherever you go, whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.